I V M. BQ Big Decisions, the Bloomberg Quint podcast that helps you make the right financial choices. For many of us, there is one purchase that we long to make. It will likely be the most amount of money that we spend on anything in our lives. The decision to make this purchase is fraught with emotion, and everybody, from family, friends, and colleagues, seems to have an opinion about it. I'm talking about buying a house. In one of the first conversations that we had on this series, that speak you big decisions, we debated whether or not it makes sense to buy a house, or if it's better to just live on rent. The high cost of real estate, especially in metro cities of Mumbai and Delhi, have made buying a house a difficult proposition for most individuals. In most instances, a loan is unavoidable. We're going to talk today about the taking of a home loan. the impact it has on our finances the tips and tricks to get the best possible rate the change in the regulations governing the prices of loans and whether it makes sense to shift your mclr loan to a repo linked loan if that last bit doesn't make sense as of now don't worry it will soon you're listening to bq big decisions on bloomberg quint and i'm alex matthew my guest today is suresh sadgopan the founder of ladder 7 Thank you so much Suresh for joining me today. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks. Now, let's start with the taking of a home loan. It's like I said, it's a decision that's fraught with a lot of emotion. Uh, it's also something I fear that a lot of people when when they decide to do it, they do so without accurately estimating the kind of impact it has on their finances. Yeah, absolutely. You bet. I mean, a lot of people uh, like you rightly pointed out, a lot of people actually want that home. Yes. Uh the only thing is i mean uh, and again like you rightly pointed out i mean in delhi mumbai and uh, for that matter in many other cities today yes. it's extremely difficult to buy a house i mean uh, we are all talking about north of 1 uh, crore today yeah and in uh, maybe uh, class 2 class 3 cities it probably is going to be maybe 60 70 lakhs yes so which is also not a small number mm. to talk with Uh, so i mean they will have to put a certain amount of money from their own sources mm. i mean now, now most of the uh, institutions expect you to put in 20 25% yeah and balance can be uh, sourced as a loan yeah so still we are talking about big numbers yes uh, yeah i mean lot of people are uh, not they really desperately want a house mm. but they are not very sure uh, uh, i mean where the money will come from they broadly estimate yeah okay fine this is where it will come from mm. but uh, the thing that they uh, fail to estimate is that home is not the only goal yeah. home is one of the important goals yes there are uh, various other things like i mean uh, take the simple case of a vacation mm. even uh, that has to be factored in yeah. and just because you have bought a house you are not going to stop living right so how do you go about it so and, and it's interesting that you say that 1 crore is now commonplace i think about yeah. 20 years back people would 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 they do a double take and say whoa that's a uh, a lot of money to pay for a house yeah, right so so now it's it's commonplace and the other thing that's happening i think we spoke about it in either an earlier episode or in fact on bq portfolio uh, the tokyoization if you can call it that <laughs> of houses in mumbai where you're buying smaller houses for more amounts of money so but that's a different conversation if we're talking about going and doing this making this decision buying a house what are the various factors that you think you should bear in mind when you're doing it uh, see this is a, a very very important decision and a very big decision that somebody is taking mm. 
so you are going to live in that house for a long period of time yes so uh, let that house better be a good house that you are getting into mm. see i'll tell you typically what happens with most people they do want to have a house and mm. i understand that sentiment yes. and we all have that sentiment yeah. i understand that sentiment yeah. but the point is most of the people get into a house which they can afford mm. not necessarily the house which is ideal for them mm. so let me give an example suppose okay. there are let us say five people in the family mm. and all they can afford is just a 1 bhk mm. it may not be the ideal house but that is what uh, they can afford yeah and they want the security of their own home mm. and they get into the 1 bhk home uh, i mean i mean thinking that they will be very happy with that mm. for most part they may be happy also in their own home mm. but that is not the ideal one uh, from their point of mm. view so that's a challenge which a lot of people do face and when we're talking about the financial aspects of it when they're looking at say the income that they have every month i've heard it said by a few people that you should bear in mind obviously we're assuming here that people have to take a loan uh, which is the case in most uh, situations yeah it's almost uh, you can say uh, unavoidable yeah. to take a loan as far as uh, homes are concerned i mm. mean we are when we are talking about say 50 lakh 60 lakh or 70 lakh Uh, to be borrowed mm. uh, i mean um, considering the home loan uh, uh, home loan prices i mean you are going to take maybe 50 lakhs and upwards yeah. in most uh, cases so when you do that is yeah. there a, a benchmark that you can have when you're talking about the affordability the amount of money that you're going to be spending as an emi every month yeah there is no specific uh, um, i mean specific number that i can give mm. but at the same time what we will have to estimate is i mean first of all uh, you have an income yes and uh, there are certain expenses which you will have to exclude from that i mm. mean the typical monthly expenses mm. and the typical annual expenses mm. which you will have to uh, anyway spend mm. so those will have to be uh, taken out and those are not just your current expenses those are also your expectations of future ex- uh, expenses correct so and there may be certain patterns even today which you will have to account for yeah. like uh, i mean you have a, a child education expense which is there mm. it is not part of probably the monthly expenses but you will have to pay maybe twice a year for example or it's something that could come up four years from now which yeah so that, those are the goals yeah. so one is a regular pattern of expenses i'm talking about mm. apart from monthly expenses you have vacation you have uh, various other uh, Uh, household goods which you buy and or stuff or retirement aha uh-huh. so and what you are talking about retirement is a very very long term goal yeah. of course we need to keep that in uh, mind hmm. so what i would say is when uh, somebody is actually buying a home hmm. when you factor uh, uh, when you take out all these expenses monthly and annual expenses and whatever amount you have hmm. uh, you can go i mean after taking the expenses i'm saying hmm. i'm not talking from the income point of view hmm. income minus all those expenses hmm. so maybe 70 80% of the rest Mm. Uh, can go in terms of any kind of loans okay and balance 20% mm. i would say sh- should still go for the long term goals okay okay that's so the, interesting so yeah so the uh, the reason why i'm saying this 70 80% mm. is that uh the interesting part is the emi is going to be a constant number yeah and hopefully your uh, salary or income is going is to rising. grow mm. and uh, that uh, gap is going to widen i mean mm. the amount of surplus that you will have over a period of time it normally happens in most cases mm. so over a period of time uh, the emi is not going to affect you that much mm. probably in the first 3 4 years it may affect you a bit mm. but over a period of time uh, that number will not really bother you much and then you can also look at prepaying most of, of course and you do you generally advise your clients to prepay wherever possible uh I, i mean i have a nuanced answer on that okay uh in the sense that i mean it's not uh, advisable in all cases suppose somebody has uh, taken a huge amount of home loan mm. 
and uh, really it is not a comfortable amount to take in the first place mm. so for those kind of people we would want them to uh, prepay as and when it is uh, feasible okay like when they uh, get a bonus or when mm. they get an incentive or mm. ex gratia or any amount like that yeah we ask them to prepay okay and when it comes to a certain level where uh, they can get advantage of the interest amount which is going out like for example suppose it comes to say maybe 25 lakhs or thereabouts mm. we generally advise people to keep that amount of home loan intact mm. because if you are going to pay say 8.5 is mm. the home loan rate or mm. 8.75 is the home loan rate mm. and you are also getting a 2 lakh uh, uh, 2 lakh benefit yeah. in terms of deduction in case you didn't know this by the way you do get a as of now you get a 2 lakh rupee benefit for each yeah. working member of the family yeah, right yeah, yeah. Uh, for the interest paid on a home loan that is the amount that you can deduct in a year from your taxable income so assume that your taxable income is 10 lakh rupees and you're paying 2 lakh rupees which is maybe not the math it's just off the top of my head it may not actually add up to that you can deduct up to 2 lakh rupees from that 10 lakh rupees uh, for interest payments on your home loan correct so yeah um, so uh, when it comes to a certain level like say 25 lakhs or thereabouts mm. it may make sense for you the uh, the interest payment will be roughly in the in the ballpark of 2 lakhs okay so uh, we allow uh, i mean we gently ask people to keep it around that level okay. if it does not really hurt them okay uh, so that is what we normally do okay it's fair enough so so if it's if it's significantly above that you say prepaid yeah. okay so i think that that more or less covers the aspect of the taking of the loan but there is a bit of a conversation to be had about the pricing of the loan isn't it uh, suresh as yeah, of 1st yeah. of october yeah. this year there was a change in the way in which banks have to calculate the rate that they charge to customers it is now linked to an external benchmark let's talk about that correct correct so uh, it can be linked to an external benchmark and uh, repo rate uh, seems to be the one that uh, most banks have uh, caught on to mm. um from 1st of october uh, repo uh, repo rate linked loan home loans and other uh, loans will be available from the uh, are available from the banks yeah uh the good point as far as the uh, external benchmark like a repo rate mm. is that it is uh, it, it is something we all know yes and it will be linked to that and the transmission of the rate will be virtually immediate so once in 3 month they do set that to that rate mm. so from that point of view uh, in the previous regime mclr regime mm. uh, there was an acquisition that uh, the banks were tardy when uh, the loan uh, rates did come down especially on the downside when uh, the interest the rates are coming uh, down purely on the downside on yeah. the upside uh, they were uh, <laughs> uh, they did it with alacrity yes but uh, on the downside they were very tardy so and uh, that is something it is not just an acquisition it was actually a reality mm. so and rbi is uh, uh, completely aware of that and mm. that is why they have come with Uh, repo link loan repo link loan in case you didn't know about this dear listener and i'm sure that a lot of you already do the repo rate is what the rbi charges for banks to borrow from the rbi it's it's a very short term rate loan and it essentially governs all of the rates in the money markets uh, particularly on the shorter end of the tenure uh, in fact one of the conversations suresh that we've been having this week is that the longer term uh the government bonds the transmission hasn't happened but there are various factors for that to happen uh you know Correct. and the other accusation is the fact that credit transmission that is the rates that banks charge that hasn't happened so we're hoping that this new regime will help it take place correct so rbi um, i mean has always been uh, worried that the transmission is not happening yeah 
and over a period of time uh, they have been working on uh, seeing how the transmission can uh, can happen one of the things they have been doing is they have been calling and talking to the bank chiefs yeah. but that does not seem to have worked uh, too much mm. and that is precisely one of the reasons why they have uh, come up with a, a repo rate uh, linked loan or any other external benchmark linked loan so the theory is that every quarter if there is a revision mm-hmm. during the quarter of say uh, 10 basis points in now in october 10 basis points in november then as of the 1st of january 2020 uh there should be a 20 basis point reduction in a home loan now that will be a reality i mean once upon a time uh, you have to speculate whether that will happen or not mm. but now i think uh, that's going to be a reality and that is the positive as far as uh, uh, borrowers are concerned okay today. so now all new loans that are given from the 1st of october onwards are linked to an external benchmark that okay. is mandatory correct but having said that there are several loans that existed before the 1st of october and those all were governed by the mclr now the marginal cost of funds lending rate let's talk a little bit very quickly about how that used to work it's basically the average of several costs that the bank has to pay uh, and that coming down would or going up would effectively change the borrowing rate for new borrowers and eventually and this was the biggest criticism it would eventually trickle down to the existing borrowers right correct so um, uh, the previous regime the mclr regime uh, was left to the banks to decide what what is their cost mm. if the if the bank were efficient and they say our cost is let us say 2.5 yeah um, so i mean that particular uh, banks borrowers will uh, benefit from it mm. uh, but uh, it was left to the bank to decide what is their cost mm. so and that was the uh, real problem okay so suppose there is a inefficient bank and their their cost is let us say 2.8 mm. so i mean they are not really go- uh, there is no incentive for them to uh, become better yes so they they just say that our cost is 2.8 and they charge that and put it on the on the customer but that isn't the case for the repo link though yeah because this is an external benchmark and uh, it it doesn't have any bearing whether uh, you are efficient or otherwise or mm. what your costs are there is a fixed component to it yeah so what happens in the repo linked uh, uh, repo uh, repo linked uh, loan is that there is a repo rate mm. let us say the uh, rate is 5.05 mm. and on top of that you can charge something like 2.25% mm. okay uh, so that is the that is the um, uh, that will basically cover all the other operating costs that uh, the bank may have mm. and on top of that uh, based on the credit quality of the borrower they are uh, dealing with mm. there can be another 0.2.51% whatever mm. depending on that they can charge uh, for based on the credit quality of that uh, borrower okay so that is how the loan will be priced so that's an interesting conversation to have right uh, suresh it's that if and i was looking at the state bank of india's website and i was looking at the loans that they have on offer the floating rate home loans as of now for loans up to 30 lakh rupees interest rates start at 8.2% for those between 30 and 75 lakh rupees the rate starts at 8.45% and for loans above 75 lakh rupees the rate is 8.55% and above but that's not to say that everybody who goes to the bank will either get that quantum of home loan absolutely. as well as that rate right so that absolutely absolutely so i mean uh, all the borrowers are not the same right yeah. i mean the credit quality is going to be uh, different mm. as much as uh, there are triple a rated companies mm. and double a plus companies mm. and so on and so forth uh even in the case of borrowers there are there are borrowers who have a very high credit rating mm. and today we have the civil scores or any other external scores 
to uh, to validate that yes so the banks will have access to that and mm-hmm. they will validate that and based on that they are going to price the loan but it's more transparent than the earlier regime uh it is transparent in the sense that i mean uh, the rate is uh, pretty pretty much known to everybody mm. so if i'm applying applying for a loan or anybody is applying for a loan mm. they will obviously source the uh, credit score mm. and then based on the credit score they'll they'll price the loan okay okay so now this is where you can actually look for the best rate possible because you have the fixed uh, benchmark you have the spread the spread above that for operating costs etc and then the amount that is charged based on your credit score you can go from bank to bank and find out what they're charging you based on your credit score right yeah um yeah you are right but the only thing is if your credit credit score is bad yeah uh, i mean the the loan rate is going to be high so it it may vary by maybe 0.1 0.15% Uh, but you can't do anything uh, i mean if the credit score is uh, low mm. uh, so one of the one of the important things as far as uh, you listeners are concerned is that uh, it's very very important for you to um, have a good credit profile mm. so if uh, and uh, this also takes us to the beginning of the conversation mm. you have to be very cognizant of the fact that uh, when you take a loan you should be in a position to service the loan properly yes. and if you are uh, you please take a loan only if you are in a position to service the loan properly i mean think twice thrice before taking any kind of a loan including mm. a home loan yeah because any uh, mistakes that you make in the repayment of that could have bearings not just on the immediate future but any time that you look to make further borrowings absolutely i mean uh, i mean uh, making good the credit score it takes time yeah yeah so you, you have it, to be it, very careful it can go that. bad very quickly yeah it absolutely. can go bad very quickly yes. now having said that i want to talk a little bit uh, more about existing borrowers so these are borrowers who uh, took loans before the 1st of october obviously they took loans based on the mclr regime that we spoke about does it make sense for them to change to the now perhaps more efficient repo linked loan yeah i think uh, broadly it would make sense uh, for somebody to change from mclr uh, regime to the repo linked uh, regime mm. uh so i'm not saying this uh, just because the uh, interest rate in the system is coming down mm. so what is coming down today can also start going up at some future point in time yeah and one because would assume that with the repo of, of course we talked about this the banks were actually quite uh, sharp in increasing the rates when the rates were going up but correct. having said that people have to understand that if the rates go up then their rates will go up as well absolutely i mean uh, we are talking about a home loan uh, the home loan uh, tenure can be say 20 years 25 years 30 years yes. so we are really talking about a long term loan so mm. we really cannot look at what is happening today or maybe in the next 2 3 years mm. where uh, probably the interest rates may come down at mm. some point in time it may start going up also mm. so the uh, repo rate uh, repo linked uh, loan can work both ways yes. so we have to understand that and uh, it's a floating uh, floating rate loan we are talking about mm. so it's going to go both ways yes but uh, the the primary uh, problem with the mclr is getting addressed in the repo rate uh, rep- repo rate linked loan which is when the interest rates are going yeah. down Where the uh, transmission should be faster yeah, the transmission will be faster in mm. the case of a, a external benchmark linked loan mm. as compared to the MT- mclr regime mm. so now coming to the fact uh, coming to the point whether uh, somebody who has taken a Uh, loan mclr loan yeah mclr loan whether they should move to the uh, repo linked loan mm. i would broadly say probably they should consider doing that mm. especially if they have a lot of residual period left okay so if, if they are in the first 5 years or 7 years of a 20 year loan correct then it would make sense exactly so if they are in the uh, initial uh, maybe the first quartile of that uh, loan payment mm. 
so then probably they uh, should uh, consider that mm. because over a period of time because uh, the the loan rates will move in tandem with uh, the actual rates prevailing in the market mm. uh, so this is actually better but having said that there is a cost associated because i remember when the shift happened from base rate to mclr also there was a cost associated for existing borrowers to shift to the new regime it's generally a percentage of the loan that is outstanding right yeah true so uh, i mean there will be a cost associated you are absolutely right there normally it is a percentage normally it's something like 0.25% or thereabouts mm. uh, what we will have to really uh, look at is uh, like i said before i will reiterate that i mean if there is a huge residual period mm. let us say if 15 years 18 years 20 years kind of uh, residual period mm. uh, it will probably make a lot of sense for you to shift that by paying that uh, one time cost yeah but if the residual period is say maybe one and a half years two years and you have or maybe th- even 3 4 years mm. and you have an intention to prepay that uh, at an aggressive pace mm. uh, probably uh, you may not have to do that and the reason for this and let's i, I think i cannot stress this enough is that over a 20 year period you're likely to see several monetary policy cycles right Absolutely. so every time there is a declining monetary policy cycle you shouldn't be in a situation where the interest rates are not falling correct. and therefore you're not able to get the benefit of those falling rates correct now having said that suresh there's also the possibility of moving to another bank uh, and taking the benefit of the new uh, regime right you can be an existing customer of say an sbi and you can move to a punjab national bank or another bank if the rate offered is significantly lower yeah absolutely i mean uh, you you always have the option of uh, considering the same bank considering mm. staying with the same bank mm. or if uh, the current bank is not offering you an a good rate mm. uh, you can always look at external banks mm. see the only thing which you will have to bear in mind is as as far as the existing bank is concerned mm. they have all your papers with them yes so, so you, you just have to yeah so i mean the there is no processing charge again mm. so if you go to an external bank there will be a processing fee also unless they waive it unless they waive it so mm. of course that is at their uh, own Subject. discretion yeah Uh, so they may they may waive it some of the people do waive it mm. so it's going to be a subjective decision mm. uh, i would uh, suggest that one should look at the existing institution itself mm. because most of them want to retain their customers yes. i mean customer acquisition cost is high for any any institution yeah. so they would want to retain that and if uh, one were to go uh, go and talk to them uh i think uh, you can you can actually hammer out a good rate for especially yourself. if you know what their competitors are offering yeah. so you can say that hey yeah of ex- course you have to do your homework yeah. and with all the facts and figures if you go and confront them yeah i think uh, you're going to get a good rate yeah but and, uh, staying with the same institution makes sense but uh, yeah alex i get your point yeah. that uh, if you do not get a good rate you always have the choice of uh, scouting around uh, uh, and going to any institution of your choice in fact it it makes a lot of sense to do that because even a small difference in the in the cost that you get Uh, will have a major bearing on the interest payment that you make over absolutely. a period of fifteen, seventeen years. Absolutely, absolutely. So I mean, so that is something that we have to bear in mind. So we cannot look at the uh, initial cost alone. Mm. So and that is also the reason why uh, shifting from a MCLR to a, a repo rate linked loan actually makes sense if the period were long, and mm. if the uh, borrowing amount is very high. All right. So I think that more or less covers the conversation that we have on home loans. Uh, I'd like to. invite my listeners to let me know what they think about the home loan uh, regime the new home loan regime and in fact about taking a loan in the first place do write to us on any one of our social media platforms i'd like to thank you suresh for joining me on this conversation it's been an absolute pleasure thanks alex uh, thanks for inviting me here and uh, thanks listeners for listening in 
Dear listener, that's all we have for you in this BQ Big Decisions podcast. But as you know, there's a lot more that will come up in this space. So do watch it for more. This is Bloomberg Quint. If you enjoyed Big Decisions, check out some other podcasts on the IVM Podcast Network. You can check out Pesa Vesa hosted by Anupam Gupta. Advertising is Dead hosted by Varun Dugirala. The Ronnie Screwwala podcast hosted by Ronnie Screwwala or Cyrus Says hosted by Cyrus Procha. These shows are available on the IVM Podcast website, app or wherever you get your podcasts from. Janice, what do you think couples did before TV was invented? I don't know, go for walks on the beach, long drives, fancy dinners, have more sex maybe? But what did we do when we decided to move in together? We debated between the Chromecast and the Fire Stick. We gave up on sleeping early so we could stay up watching true crime shows. We got ourselves three cat babies and basically became the cutest couch potatoes around. Okay then. <laughs> in case you guys still haven't got it, we are a TV crazy, Netflix loving, binge watching Mr. and Mrs. I'm Ani Ritkuha. I'm Janice Sequera. And if like us you snort TV for breakfast, lunch and dinner, this is the podcast for you. Tune in every Thursday on the IVM podcast app or wherever it is that you get your podcast from. This is Mr. and Mrs. Binge, binge Watch. Are you constantly seeking happiness? Wondering how to make the most of every day? How not to let your inhibitions stop you from achieving your goals? It's now time to get your A game on. It's time to unlock your true potential. Tune in to the empowering series with me Zarina Poonawala to feel empowered in all genres of life. From behavioral skills to management skills, from health to relationships, from mental well-being to emotional well-being and of course your finances i've got you covered with these tips and tricks from me zarina and true life stories from my amazing guests you're bound to bring your purest to the table tune in to the empowering series with zarina punawala every thursday on the ivm podcast app website or wherever you listen to podcasts